What's up, my good people? Welcome to the Moneyway Show. I'm your host, CJ Moneyway. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. Today, we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to go back to the beginning again, part three. But today, we're going to be talking about my man, Joseph. Joseph was a dreamer. A dream. He told his dreams to his brothers, told dreams to his father. And he went through some trials and tribulations talking about this dream. And so... As he went through these trials and tribulations, man, at the end of the day, the dream came to pass bigger than the dream that he can even imagine, bigger than anything that he could have envisioned in the dream. And so I had did some segments on my own because this is a story that has been in my belly. God has given me this story time and time and time again. And so today I was just actually listening to some pastors that was talking about this story. And I want to share what they were saying more so than what I was saying. Although it was fitting some of the things that I was saying, and I thank God for giving me a vision. I thank God for giving me certain types of revelations to certain things. But in this segment, man, I really want you guys to get it. I really want you to understand about that can nobody kill your dreams. I really want you to get it, man. So, therefore, I'm going to bring on a couple of pastors, man. This week, I'm going to have T.D. Jakes. We're going to listen to T.D. Jakes and how he broke down Joseph Tears, man. I mean, it was real touching. It's real compelling. There's some real knowledge in there. And so, I want you guys to get it. Instead of just having it in my words, I want you guys to hear from his perspective. I might elaborate on it, but I really don't like elaborating on the man of God because they be speaking things that I can never really even imagine to think of because God hasn't given me the vision that he has given the man of God. And that goes for any man of God. I'm not trying to step on no toes. I'm not trying to alliterate some things that Dan already said or whatever, but God has given us the ability, if we can read and he give us revelations and he give us a story to tell that, you know, we can say whatever we're going to say too, because this is what God has given us. Just like the dream that God gave Joseph, God has given you dreams too. And in the midst of the dreams that he's given you, in the midst of the things that God has shown you, there are people out that don't want to see your dreams come to pass. And that's just period, point blank. Like next week, I'm going to have the guy where he was talking about where Joseph came from a dysfunctional family, man, a dysfunctional family. And a lot of times, a lot of us probably ain't came from dysfunctional families. And so he breaks it down in a whole nother way that you probably haven't heard it. But it's something that I felt, too, about Joseph, about this story of Joseph. The story is more than about Joseph getting put in the well. The story is more about Joseph getting sold into slavery. It's more than Joseph going to Egypt, working at the potter's house. It's more than Joseph being lied on by the potter's wife and getting thrown into prison. It's more than just Joseph going in prison and getting out of prison, going to Egypt and going to the king and being second in command in Egypt. It's more than Joseph's brothers coming to Joseph and they didn't know who he was. And it's more than just the dream coming to pass after, what, 20, 21, 22 years or something like that. It's more to that because he had brothers. And in this story, if you ever read Genesis 37 to 45, I believe, it's more than just Joseph and it's more than just his dream. Although God going to do what God going to do. 
You cannot kill what God has already set forth. And that's what he did with Joseph. Joseph was just, he was sent forth. He was sent forth before anybody else. And so although his brothers tried to kill him, you cannot kill what God has already set forth. He has already planned an escape route for you. What others think that they doing for your harm, God will turn it around for your good. And that's just period, point blank. And so therefore, in this story of Joseph, man, it's just it's so many dynamics in it, man. You know, the more I read it, the more I go over it, the more I study it, I find more and more stuff every time. But today I want to talk about and I want to listen to T.D. Jakes and I want you guys to listen to when he talk about Joseph tears and the things that he went through and what he wanted the most out of everything that happened to him, the thing that he desired the most. Because I believe in my feelings after listening to this, I believe that it's the same thing that a lot of us to love our family, to love our family members, to be loved by them and to love them. And that's the most important thing that matters. I don't want my brother coming up wanting to kill me. I don't want my friends coming up wanting to kill me. I don't want my uncles or aunties coming up wanting to kill me. I don't want my cousins wanting to come up and kill me because of a vision that God has gave me because something that God had put inside of me to move forth with to help them. I don't want that to happen, but this is exactly what happened to Joseph. So that's listening to T.D. Jakes a little bit, man, and I'll get back to you in a minute. Better angels, better angels. It is hard to live a life that exemplifies your better angels when you've had bad times. It's hard to have better angels when you've been around bad people. It's hard to have better angels when you've got bad memories. All of us have to fight every day to get our better angels to stand up inside of us. It's not enough for me to talk about Joseph or, or even talk about Abraham Lincoln or William Shakespeare and the character in Othello. Let me bring this on down to Paul. Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present with me. He said, there's a war going on in my members. I could react a lot of different kinds of ways. I don't even know how to respond to the moment. That which I would do, I do not. That which I would not do, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the complexity of my life? There's not a person in this room who has a life that has no complexity. We smile for people and we deal with the complexity by ourselves. We show up as if everything is seamless, but down on the inside, we know we got some complicated, it's some complicated folks up in here. It's some complicated people watching me online. You've been through some complicated situations. Complicated situations is when your mind and your emotions get into a fight and both of them are right. I resent you and I love you. I love you and I'm mad at you. I'm sick of you, but I'm going to stand by you. Oh, yeah. I want to talk to some people that know what it is to have some complicated. Some complicated situations. 
with Joseph as he talking about from what I'm getting to understand it from what he talking about with Joseph. And the Bible is just not about the Bible. The Bible is about your life. Believing in God before leaving earth. The Bible is about you. The word is for you. God has given us a word for our lives, for us. So this is not just about Joseph. It's not just about Paul. It's not just about Joseph's brothers. It's not about Joseph's father. This is about us. As he said, a lot of us go through complicated situations, issues that we have, that we pin down inside of us, that we don't know how to deal with it. And so sometimes, even when we going through certain things and Nobody in the world know what we going through. And when you can just find that inner angel, as he was speaking about, find that inner angel within you that can stand up in the trials, that can stand up in the fire, that can stand up when you all the way down, but don't nobody know that you down, can stand up. I can remember a time when I was working at the casino and paying child support out the kazoo you hear me paying child support out the kazoo but nobody would know what i was going through or how much money that they was actually taking out if i didn't tell them because i stood and i walked with my head high nobody knew the complication of the situation that i was really going through when i was grossing sixteen hundred dollars a week but only bringing home 125 dollars that's what your boy was going, but nobody would know that because I was still cheerful. I was still uh, joyful because that inner angel always stood up in me. I didn't know what an inner angel was till I started listening to this, but that inner angel stood up in me. It didn't let me get down because God knew that I had to go through that trial. I had to go through them tribulations for him to get me to where I'm at now. And even in the midst of all that of what I was going through, I was still talking about the word of God. I was still talking to people about the word of God because that was just in me. Regardless of what I was going through, regardless of my hard time, regardless of my financials, regardless of all that, my finances, my house was straight. I had a car to drive. I had a roof over my head. I had food to eat. I had clothes on my back. Shoes on my feet. I was able to put gas in my car. Still going out to eat in Chicago. Still going out to eat in various places. Me and my wife and my son. Still going to see my kids in Detroit. Still seeing my kids here in Gary. Still being able to go do things with my friends and things of that nature. He made a little a lot. And sometimes we don't understand that how can we go through all these well, I take that back. We can understand how we can go through these things and still survive. But people on the outside, people on the outside, they can't understand sometimes your complicated situations. They can't understand how you still driving a 2017 and 2018 and you only bring it home $125 a week. Sometimes some complicated situations is not meant for everybody to understand. Because, see, I believe in God. I trust in God. Ain't no job my resource. Ain't nobody my resource but God. Everything that I have is because of him. Everything that I have. There's nothing that I have that didn't come from the Lord. 
He has blessed me beyond measure. He has blessed my wife beyond measure. He has blessed my children beyond measure. I got three kids that ain't graduated from college. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Didn't have nothing to do with me, but the sacrifices that I made giving my life over to the Lord. He has blessed not only me, but he has blessed my children. Now I'm to have a grandbaby. So I thank God because me trusting in God, I thank God because not only has he blessed me and not only has he blessed my family, not only has he blessed my children, but now I'm having another generation that I know and I trust and I believe for sure that God is going to begin blessing them too. He has already blessed them in the womb. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now, I said I feel like having church. to you. It's kind of unfair because I bring you into the story at the end of the movie. It's a spoiler alert because, because at the time I bring you into the movie, you, you have to begin to recognize certain things about what is going on. Joseph's brothers tried to kill him. They tried to destroy him. They conspired to murder him. They ultimately left him in the pit. He was traumatized. God knows how long. And naked and hungry and alone and afraid, trauma. Bishop Vastai McKenzie says something that I love, trouble don't last always, but trauma will stay a while. The trouble will end, but the trauma is still there. They said one to another, let's stand to the side and see what will come of this dreamer. Behold, the dreamer cometh, and let's see what will become of the dreamer. What happens to your dream when trouble comes? What happens to your dream when delays come? What happens to your dreams when betrayers come? What happens to your dreams when the money doesn't come? When the support isn't there? When people sabotage you? What happens? See, the enemy wants to kill your dream. None of it would have happened if it wasn't for these brothers who were his brothers and his killers at the same time. Every person in this room has situations in their family that's hard to explain. I love you, but you get on my nerves. Come on over for dinner, but I can't forget what you said about me. And Joseph has this ability to be able to deal with this huge situation, with the grace that is difficult to explain. And it is here that we come to understand that with, with the bombarding of emotions coming at him from all levels, his love is stronger than his memory. You see, when I look at this text, I realize that they are both in a famine, that his brethren have been in a famine for food, but Joseph has been in a famine for family. They were starving for stuff, but he was starving for them. And suddenly when I realized what made him cry, I realized I have never really done a good job of preaching him because I am distracted by what he went through. But what he went through in the pit, in Potiphar's house, in the prison, doesn't compare with why he went. It is not the what that kills us. 
It ain't the what. I'm strong enough to make it through the what. It is the why. Suddenly I realized that it was not his body plummeting head first down through the rocks to the bottom of the well that was the most painful. It was not the lacerations on his skin or the beatings on his back or being sold for 20 pieces of silver that hurt him. It was not that Potiphar's wife lied on him. They gave him the most grief. It was that his dream was tied to his family. Why should I help you and you did me wrong? Why should I keep continue loving you when you ain't showing me love back? Why should I keep on smiling in your face and you talk about me behind my back? Why when something's going good for me, you hate, you dry hating? Why when something's going right in my life, you can't be happy for me? But when you going through something, you want me to be happy for you. See, that's what he's talking about with Joseph. Joseph had a different makeup. Joseph was different. He was built different. It's just like how we talk about with the ages now that our generation, I'm fit to be 50 in October if the good Lord's willing. In my generation, we was built different than this generation now in my eyes. We would go out on the playgrounds and we playing basketball where you got to call your own fouls. We going out to the hood playing football and we knew that certain hoods that you go to and you playing football after the game, you knew that you had to knuckle up. You knew it. It was going to be a fight. These kids don't fight today. They don't even go outside. They don't play piggy. They don't go out in the street and play ball. They don't go to the, to the concrete. And scrape your knees up, bust your ankle wide open and still get out there and trying to play and deal with the pain later. It's a different makeup. It's a different type of way that you built, that you made for certain things. Like me, I know for sure, I know personally, God brought me into this world in 1973, October 6, 1973, because he knew that in 1673, I didn't have that makeup. I wouldn't have been able to survive the slavery days. I wasn't built for that. He didn't build me for that. We're just not built for certain things. But with God, we can be built for all things. But still, I still go back to that 1673. I don't think I was built for slavery. I don't care what nobody say. But anyway, God brought me in. He brought me here in the time that I was supposed to be here. And he made me up and built me in the way that he built me. The character, the integrity. The man. Now, don't get it wrong. I got a series where I'm talking about when I was a child. I spoke as a child. I'm going to start that uh, December 31st and take that into the new year. I think I got two of them on that. But when I was a child, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. I reasoned as a child. But now that I became a man, I put all childish things away. See, some of us still not built to be a man. We still got childish ways. We still got a childish mentality. Because that's your makeup, that's your character, that's your integrity. All that matters, man. Joseph was a man of character. He was a man of integrity. He was a man, as T.D. Jake said, that he had love, be his compassion. His, his capacity for love was beyond measure. Because what he went through, what his brothers did to him, 
His father not coming to look for him after they told him that he was dead. His daddy didn't even come and look and check to see if it was a body. He didn't even come to see if it was a corpse, even though they said that he was eaten up. He didn't even come to see. He just took him for their word that his favorite son was gone. And Joseph wandering around, being thrown in the well, being in Egypt now, away from, he was in a foreign land. He was in a foreign land by himself, by himself in the nap, because the Bible say that God was with him because everything that he did was good. Man, when you know that God is with you, I don't need nobody else around me. If I know that God is with me, because everything that I do, if I know that the Lord is walking with me and he's talking to me and he's leading me and he's guiding me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, man. We got to have different makeups in life. You got to be built for certain things. And your character and your integrity, man, it takes you places, man. It takes you places. And that's what we lacking today. We lacking respect. We lacking character. We lacking integrity. Because all we want to do is party and get high. And show our butts on Facebook. Everybody want to be an Instagram model. Nobody want to follow the rules of God right now. Well, I ain't going to say nobody. But you get what I'm saying. This is just the world that we living in right now, man. We walking around with, our, with both eyes open and both eyes shut, bro. Go get the book. But anyway, this is how we living right now. Man, we got to pull some things out of Joseph, man. Because if my family did all these things to me, now you need me. You need me. Not want me. You need me. How do I turn around and help you when you did all this Stay tuned. I got some more on that. Feel like having church. Said I feel like. Oh, yeah. Feel like having church. Said I feel like. Yeah, feel like having church. Brothers, let me say. Family has been ripped apart, and they are a part of God's divine purpose. This family is important because God is going to use this family to start the nation of Israel. And they have been ripped apart for years. And the thing about a rip, whenever something is torn, both sides get damaged. I don't know who I'm talking to. Whenever something is ripped, both sides get damaged. You go home bleeding, but you think you're the only one bleeding. You go home and cry, you think you're the only one crying. But if it's a rip, both sides are going to cry. Both sides are going to suffer. They may not show you, but there's no clean way to have a rip. You don't have a straight side and a rip side. When something rips, it rips on both sides. Joseph Coat was ripped from him, and his family was ripped from him, and both sides were filled with pain. God was getting ready to do something so amazing that he was looking for somebody who was big enough to do it through. Joseph understood something, that God had brought him into favor to be a channel 
to bless them. That the only reason God put him in the power is so that his power would be used for the posterity and the continuation of the legacy of God. If God can get it through you, he can give it to you. If God can trust you that your flesh won't get in the way. I'm talking to somebody who's been talking to God about what he's about to do in your life. If God can trust you that the higher he takes you, you'll still reach low and pull up somebody else. If God can trust you that as he opens up doors, you'll reach back and open up a door for somebody else. If God can trust you. Look at somebody, a type on the line, something is about to happen. God wouldn't be talking to me like this if something wasn't about to happen. If something wasn't about to shift. If God wasn't about to raise me up in some kind of Egypt. If some kind of promotion wasn't coming in my life and God has given me this test so that I'll be ready to handle what he's about to do next in my life. There's a reason I'm listening at this message today. God is about to raise me up from the prison to the palace. Who am I preaching to? Get ready for a switch. Get ready for a turn. Get ready for a change. Get ready for a move. Get ready for a switch right now. Holler at somebody, something is about to happen. God wouldn't be counseling me about power if I was going to stay weak. There's something that's about to switch in my life that I've got to be ready to receive. I think it was a song that said, Lord, whatever you doing in this season, don't do it without me. And if you believe that something is about to happen in your life, if you believe that God is moving some things in your life, he's removing some people out of your life. He's moving you to different places because God has something for you, but you have to believe it. The Bible says that if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all their ways. God is about to do something in your life. And so therefore we cannot be double minded and unstable in our ways. If God is fit to move some mountains for you, then you got to believe you got to pray and you got to be thankful. You have to humble yourselves. My people, you have to humble yourselves and believe in the true and live in God. Thank you for listening to the money way show. This your boy, CJ money way. Hit me back in a couple of weeks. Part two of Joseph. Man, we got some more stories to tell about this man, Joseph. Some more things to enlighten you about not just Joseph and his brothers and his family, but about you and your family. What God trying to take you, what God is about to take you, the heights that God is about to show you, the elevation that God is about to do in your life.